I've caught it. myself saying several times the last couple of weeks, like, oh, there's a bunch of stuff going around, like, because no, I'm no, and 47 years really old all of a sudden. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast. This is my legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers about college football and life. You can find us on the internet, www.thewheelroute.com. We are uh, at, where are we? We're at Wheel Route Podcast on Instagram. You can send us emails to wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. And you can get the show from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Pod Center, Stitcher, etc. We're on the internet. My name is Logan Whitehouse. I am on Twitter at Logo on the Dawn. Come to you guys. From Stewart, Florida, uh, where it's just it continues to be very warm here. And that is not bad, you know, for those of us who enjoy an outdoor excursion. Um, but, you know, wouldn't mind sliding on a hoodie every now and then. Um, but, yeah, happy post-Thanksgiving to you, too. It's been a couple of weeks since we've all been together. Thank you to the loyal listeners for uh, for some patience here. Um, we've been dealing with some schedules and some, some illness and, and some holiday travels. And, you know, I'm not going to apologize. I'm not here to talk about the past. So, uh, I'm looking forward to the future. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am back in the friendly city of Harrisonburg, Virginia, uh, where it is decidedly not warm. Um, so if you're wanting to put a hoodie on, you, you can definitely do it in the Shenandoah Valley right now. Um, I'm on twitter.com. At Shank Jordan, uh, shout out to both University of Virginia basketball programs who are who are currently racking up W's uh, this late fall. So hooping at, at a strong clip. Coach Mox is getting it done with the ladies. Coach Coach Tony Bennett is once again establishing himself as king of college basketball on the men's side. And uh, Coach of your heart. Yeah, things are good. If we want to talk about the Michigan game, I will. I will give a fair and reasoned, um, you know, soliloquy about what happened at the end of the game. Um, but we can also move past that. That's fine. You know, sometimes you get your comeuppance. Sometimes. 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 Uh, my name is Jason Crick. Um, if you haven't. If you've only tuned in, if you're one of our hundreds of new listeners in the last couple of weeks, right, you might might not have heard my voice. Um, I am also broadcasting from Harrisonburg, Virginia, Rocktown, USA. Um, it's been uh, it, it was too cold today. It's been it's been cold the last couple of days. I'm not I don't deal with the cold as well as some people on the podcast. It's been really windy the past couple of days too. Yeah, Ooh. that's the bigger Ooh. one. Ooh. And and. Yeah. We get a little, you get to like the gray cloudiness and it just doesn't warm up at all. And I'm not a fan, but um, mm. I am more than anything uh, excited to be back in my own home again after being on the road so much. Um, so home is home. A road dog. Tra- I traversed the East, spent the last three weeks everywhere from Buffalo to Savannah. So we're home. Buffalo. God, I didn't yeah. know you were there. How was that? That's fine. Um, we, I you know didn't didn't go many places, but uh, yeah, Fairfield and Sweets situation or say what it was like a Fairfield Inn and Sweets situation or I forget which one we were at there. They're all running together. It's all a blur. Yeah. No, we the got house, out before the house Josh Allen built. 
we got out before the the term thunder snow was thrown around so i saw oh, that right yeah that was right before the like 84 inches of snow that yeah. they got there yeah uh, it was pretty much actually like like 36 hours after we got out of the city it just like glad we got out when we did and did the so, dukes take on the bulls we did yeah did they did they reign victorious oh we 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 put the paws on the bulls Ooh, it was go. uh gonna feel the bulldog bite you know the final was uh 97 62 so oh wow. went, went to their barn and and just delivered hands a trouncing yeah a trouncing at the hand of, of uh jason i saw a lovely um super thick bulldog in the neighborhood today um his name is diesel and um yes. yeah it was, it was super, it reminded me of the duke dog are know? they are they interested in being the duke dog yeah, you uh, could do that... it remotely. You could. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure JMU with Sunbelt money now could do a hologram right. of Diesel on the right. field. Yeah. Now we're talking. Kind of a two pocket wow. Ch- Ch- Coachella, was it? Yes. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I went to a, what was the who was that band? Was that like weird electronic Ratatat? You remember Ratatat? Yeah. Oh man, I went, to a, I went to a Ratatat concert in college. Really, really missed out on uh, the, my best opportunity ever to do drugs, probably. And um, they had a a hologram of uh, of like a string quartet, like okay, next projected like next to them, and the two Ratatat guys just shred on guitars. Was that, was that to? Uh, it was they weird. Do sound loud pipes. They do. They, that was, they do. That was the song. Yeah, yeah certified bangers. Yeah. only. Rat, um, Wildcat. That's like they're they're also their yeah. you know, their big yeah, classics. Yeah, yeah. But um, I would go back. It was awesome. It was really cool. That would be that would be just like the vibe. Super trippy, concert. very trippy, uh, but really cool. So, anyhow, um, all right, boys, we drinking anything delicious this evening? Everyone, all the listeners love when we ask this question and give good answers. So, look, good answers tonight. Yeah. So I, being back in Harrisburg, have returned to the cases of uh, sparkling waters. I am back on cranberry lime tonight. Um, as it is the most delicious of the four that come in that big brick of cans. So, Good. cheers. cheers. Thirsty Thursday, yeah. you know? Um, I should ride the hot hand and stay with water, but I will not. And in, in an effort to uh, endear the JMU community to the to the Charlottesville community, I am drinking a Star Hill Warehouse Pilsner. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Star Hill. Yeah. Um, I am working my way through a stack of beers that have been left from holidays and visitors far and wide over the past few years, years, weeks, whatever. Um, this is Miss Gruner Pills Legende. Uh, you sound very German. confident. Um, brewing tradition since, uh, guess the year that this brewing tradition was founded. Wait, what's the name of the brewery again? It's German for sure. Wernis Gruner. Vern's like Gruner. 1643. Is it imported or, or is it like an American startup? I believe it is imported. Okay. It is, there's a lot of German going on, but it, there's English on the can. I'm going to say 1638. 1436. Mm, respect. This beer was brewed according to German purity law. So in accordance with German purity law, I'm going to drink it out of a pint glass and we'll see how it goes. 
the the German portion of my genetic makeup thanks you for same, for keeping you know, as as uncomfortable as the phrase German purity law is I appreciate uh, <laughs> yeah. what you're going yeah. for especially given things that well, have come in across 14, the internet in, yep. in 1436 the German purity law was a little less problematic than it was That's like true. you know probably a lot less problematic. Probably, yeah. probably significantly well I mean yeah probably you know they were talking about the the Magna Carta and things of that nature so hmm things of that nature mm, crab yes. rangoon uh okay you guys have a good thanksgiving yeah Any, anything we need to unpack or break down get off your chest um i spent mine in savannah georgia oh that's right yeah uh delightful 20 blocks of a city and then jason so. came in searing with his with his uh, assessment of savannah georgia Appreci- appreciate that i like uh, savannah it was, it was the fine. correct assessment to be the clear. The like garden district area that has that has like the the, the gardens or the, the parks yeah. or whatever every so like the garden district or... is like directly north of the river and like yeah yeah that's that's cool I like how the city is laid out I like to imagine uh, being like you know Lord Oglethorpe there and like the you know seventeen somethings and and laying that out that might have been a good time uh, <laughs> but yeah Savannah's largely fine yeah good food scene we went to a great food scene. We went to a we went to a restaurant. They made us Thanksgiving dinner, and frankly, for like a mass-produced Thanksgiving dinner for a bunch of people, it was much better than it had any right to be. So Good. I respect. Nice, excellent. I've always kind of like wanted to do like a Thanksgiving dinner out in the just beach go all out. sometime, just like you know, just just to mix it up. I I love Thanksgiving food, and everybody who says Thanksgiving food is overrated i it, it seems to me that it'd be easier to just say i've never had good thanksgiving food like that's right. on you I'm that's sorry personal. your family i'm sorry your family can't right. cook. hey right. and you know what uh kudos to justin thomas for owning his his uh negativity from he, several years correct. Show he, he revised growth. his revised his public stance and yeah I that would have been a great uh any takes we want to walk back segment yeah. edition true i i'm still out on pumpkin pie though overrated oh fully agree with that i'm not a big pie person though so i can't be trusted Hmm. Do you like cake? I do, I do like cake. Uh, that's what I figured. So you would prefer a cake to a pie? <laughs> oh, that's that's so aggressive. That's what I figured. I think cakes are easier to mess up than pies are. That's probably fair. Like yeah. I've had the that bottom of the barrel of cakes is worse than the worst pies I've had. I think I think that's a reasonable take. Yeah. Well, okay. Assuming that you like. <clears throat> If I'm getting That's the platonic are you counting, ideal, are you counting like weird pies, like shoe fly pie or mincemeat and stuff in pies? Because sometimes those are just like if you're not into it, you're not into it. I think you it gotta, I think you gotta go is. like starting five for starting five. I think you gotta go like public sheet cake. No, yeah, right, like, right, yeah. The platonic ideal against the platonic ideal. Right. I'm gonna that, take. That's fine. I just and don't be, don't be throw a Dairy Queen ice cream cake in here as a cake either, because that's that's an ice cream dessert. That's, that's just a sheet of ice cream. It's fine. And it's really good, but it's it is. you know it shouldn't be with the cake. I'm That's you guys great. are sleeping on the, the public sheet cake bangs. Okay, I miss public so much. There was a long discussion of of pub subs on the road trip, and yeah, everyone in Richmond. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, it might Publix, be the most northern one. It's fine. Publix is fine. Uh, the sub also fine. It's a good sub. Oh, have, have has Pulp Subs evolved to not properly rated for you, Logan? That's my fault. I didn't realize this was a trigger point. 
Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I, I would I would liken a sub to how I also feel about pizza. It is a high floor, low ceiling food. When you also have that nice I mean, new Wawa by your house that does does subs really well. It's true. So I, I do. There's more I got in my in car today yeah. and turned on my car play and it told me it was four minutes from Wawa. I go to Wawa so often in the morning <laughs> that, it, that it assumes that's my destination, which is kind of sad. That's the, um, like often when the ox is plugged in, you are going to Wawa. Right. Right. When uh when you say uh low ceiling, do you mean all subs or pub subs? I just um are you saying like like a sandwich like, of that kind is can only be so great yes that's that's generally what i'm saying that, that's reasonable yeah i'm sure you could find me a deli in new york city that would blow me away or i'd have some muffaletta in in, in louisiana that uh, would be awesome yeah, but that that like in general uh like, stake me home tonight from happy endings i think would blow your minds and <laughs> likely yeah <laughs> um, probably true but i'm just saying in general like yeah. a, cu- a really good cuban sandwich I find to be awesome, awesome, like out of this world good. Uh, but like, you know, if you're just shaving boar's head turkey and throwing it on like some sort of a bun, like you're yeah. you're really not going to blow me away. Pretty but yeah, yeah. Right. It's the artist good. doesn't get to express themselves that's, as much. That's very fair. Yeah, I'm on board with this. I also think I'm like a, a, a 5% out as where I used to be on the chicken tender sucks. I think it's fine. I think it's a little... You have to like be prepared to eat it right away and it needs so much sauce. No, that's true. Like the breading absorbs the sauce, the bread on the sandwich absorbs the sauce. The sauce disappears on that bad Larry. <laughs> you you need like an entire jar of honey mustard just or you need to have like supplementary sauce dose well, onto well, the open it. face of the sandwich yeah, yeah. as you consume. That's all. All right. Yeah, no, that's that's it does it like it it's <laughs> immense congealing powers on that sub. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, um, spent some time in Jacksonville. Thanksgiving. It was nice to see the family. Uh, there was some sort of sickness that swept through uh, most of the group, and I'd probably like to apologize for being potentially the source for some of that. Um, but I played a great round of golf. Uh, it was my flu game. People are calling it my right. flu game. Um, got out there. Played with a absolute character. Um, single, roaming around the day after Thanksgiving uh, at the King and Bear St. Augustine, Florida, but uh, yeah, he, he was wearing the like um, short sleeve button down, but like numerous, like, you know how, like when I've been maybe, when maybe I've been into the beers a little bit, I maybe consuming the buttons, the buttons start to come undone. Like this was his look <laughs> early. I, I picked him out. I was like, oh, this guy's definitely going to be paired with us. Like I can tell um, <laughs> we had a fourth open, um, you know, he got stupid shallow, which was, which was pretty wild. Not the picture perfect swing, um, pretty swipey, but hey, it was it was a good time, good playing partner. Um, my man was just traveling in his RV, Dolo, nice uh, from um, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, was his home. Oh, so pretty rad. We had a good time. Uh, it was fun all the way around. Uh, did you guys get to watch any football over the weekend? I did get to watch some football. Oh yeah. Yeah, we didn't uh we didn't do our Thanksgiving until Sunday. Um so I was Thursday was was football, college hoops, laundry day at uh at my place. It was a great recharge day. Tell you what. Oh. You probably needed it. I'm, I'm guessing you I'm guessing you were due for one of those. I know yeah. introverted Jordan probably needs a little bit of time. Sometimes. Due for do I was due for a couple, a couple right. con- consecutive <laughs> recharge days, but you know, that's why we get out on the road and get after it. Love it. 
Absolutely. Um, all right, well, let's jump into it. This is the oh, Football Podcast. Before oh, we ahead. move, real quick, I do want to yeah. give you guys my golf club story. Um, hmm. this, oh, was, yes. this was shared in the text. Um, flew home from Vegas uh, Tuesday evening, landed in Baltimore late Tuesday night, so a day and a half from Thanksgiving. Um, my flight was Vegas to Baltimore with a connection in Denver. Um Against my better judgment, I I moved my flight from a nonstop Southwest flight to a United flight with a connection. Um, I I had stumbled upon a way to frugally travel the TC way, so I took advantage of it. Um, got got the notification as I landed in Baltimore that one of my bags did not make it to Baltimore, and that I could fill out the claim form online. And so I got to see, watch the belt and figure out, did they leave my suitcase or did they leave my golf clubs? And my suitcase came out like second bag from the plane. So I thought, okay, my golf clubs are somewhere else. Um, Got on the app, saw that they were in Chicago, went to my car, drove home, thought I'll take care of this in the morning. Got a call from a lovely customer service rep uh, Wednesday morning, said your clubs have arrived at BWI. Uh, unfortunately, you live too far away for our courier service to deliver them to you. So what Uh. is the closest airport to your house? And I said, well, we have Shenandoah Valley Regional Airport. No place so close can take you so far. Yeah. I said, you just get them there. I can come pick them up myself. And she said, yeah, we don't don't do anything there. Um, I said, well, Charlottesville is an hour away. She said, okay, I think I can make that work if I can reroute it to Charlottesville. So... I'm working, providing value for the shareholders Wednesday, also kind of refreshing the app, trying to see if my bag is, has made it on any other flights. Uh, it appeared to go from Baltimore back to Chicago, then back to Baltimore, and then the update stopped. So I thought, this is lovely. Um, we are also dealing with peak holiday travel at this point. It is mm. Wednesday night, the night before Thanksgiving. I thought, oh, yeah. I'm probably not going to get any updates until next week. I'm not going to sweat over it, whatever. Um, Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, had had my laundry mega session, watched my games, uh, went to bed, got a call at 1.30 in the morning um, from a Richmond number that I did not realize, recognize. And I saw it, and I thought, well, that's probably a wrong number. And then I thought, wait, my brother... And his wife live in Richmond, and they're about to have a baby any week now. Maybe maybe this is related to that. So I picked it up, and the call dropped. So I thought, mm. okay, I will, whatever happens, happens. If they need to call me, they'll call me back. Five minutes later, got another call, same number. And it was this real gravelly voice, like aggressive voice on the other end. Like, hey, buddy, uh, sorry to be calling you so late, but I'm outside your building. And I was like, who, wh- like, I, hey, this woke buddy. me up and just like, no context. I'm outside your building. And I said, who is this? And he said, I'm the guy with your golf clubs. And I said, okay, let me put some clothes on and I will see you in a couple minutes. And so hey, I stumbled out, buddy. stumbled out of my front door. Sure enough, he was there. Uh, my travel case reeked of cigarette smoke uh, from the drive up from Charlottesville. My man oh, I thought that was maybe from Vegas. putting the that, heaters away. That wasn't um, your Vegas time. Yeah, so <laughs> I, still from Vegas. I got my clubs, 
uh, went back to sleep, woke up the next morning, saw an email from the courier service the previous night at about 1245 and said, here is a picture of the driver and the car that will be delivering your baggage. And the man I saw the previous night was not that man, and that was not the car <laughs> in the picture. Um, hey. There was hey, also there, there was also in big letters in the email, we do not do residential deliveries after 11 p.m. And I said, the hell you don't, because <laughs> I got an interesting phone call. Um, I mean, so, in theory, I, what is after? I mean... You were, it was before. Yeah, it was technically before the next. It was before and 11 p.m. of yeah. sorts. Um, but yeah, so I, I fired off uh, a complaint to United, still waiting to hear back in terms of what kind of compensation I'll get for my emotional distress. But uh, Get TC on it. He'll, he'll help you out. Yeah, well, I did send TC a DM. Um, he hasn't responded, unfortunately. But um, I'll maybe it. I'll poke, poke the bear again, see what happens. Smart. Well, I'm, I'm happy you got your sticks back. They, I guess they were fine. Yeah, as far as I know. Zip ties, uh, zip ties all in, intact. Uh, yeah, I shout out to one, having a hard hard travel hard case, case for life. And uh, the iron head covers, I think, obviously saved the day, as you guys well know. I, I will advocate those bad guys till I die. That's good. Um, they need somebody to. Right. Played with a gentleman who was rocking the full... The full set on on course iron head covers, Jordan. Yeah, you did. Yes, except he, for he the did. putter, right? <laughs> this is yeah. true. Yeah, that was so uncomfortable. Putter. Yeah, wild, wild times. Um, all right, cool. Well, now let's move into a little bit of football chatter here. We got a lot to cover. We could keep it moving. Um, Jordan, we had to, we exchanged some uh, some pleasantries pre Florida FSU kickoff. Uh, yeah, about m- maybe a little sprinkle on the Gators. Um, I thought I thought I had led you down the path that rocks, dude, for a minute. And uh, I don't know how much did you watch most of that game. It was about the only game on. Yeah, I did. Um, I I initially like went away from it when FSU got up two scores, maybe yeah. like fourteen or seventeen. And then I saw Florida came back, and I thought, oh, they're pulling me back in. Go. Yeah, and um, yeah. So I watched to the bitter end. But uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of Jordan Travis running around is is what I yeah. remember from that night. Yeah, some tough. Uh, you know, some 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 tough looks by the Gators defense at various points in the game. Um, Florida State outlasts basically Florida. Uh, I think they were the better team. Um, they yeah. look to be better. Uh, they certainly got the most out of their opportunities too. Um, Florida moved the ball just fine. Had a really bad third quarter um, effort that uh, you know I think when you when you go back to it, Florida offense has largely been good to pretty good and uh you know they scored 38 points in this game i don't think that's a bad performance um but losing the third quarter 17 to nothing lost in the game yeah and they didn't do like the complimentary football things in the third even if you don't score any points like hey maybe get a couple first downs like let's run the ball a little yeah. bit we were running it really well in the first half and uh they didn't do that um <coughs> yeah me. and i don't remember when they happened i think one may have been early in the game and maybe there was another one or two late, but there were a couple of fourth downs they went for while on offense and the play 
that was called or ran, it was just kind of like, really? That That's your best yeah. idea in that situation? I, I think they took a deep shot on one and connected in the first half, but they, but that's still, I, I still thought that was kind of a weird decision. Yeah. Um, uh, Florida did not have, I think they were without like their top four receivers in the game. It was very evident in the game. Richardson, I think, finished the game like nine of 24 um, with like several great throws that just got dropped and yep. like they, they he they were really struggling to like I, I kind of roll my eyes sometimes when someone's like someone needs to make a play but like it was very true that someone on florida's in florida's receiving core needed to like do something to help the quarterback out who to his credit actually i think played a fine game and was putting the ball on a lot of guys and probably had to throw too much um given game plan but anyhow uh connor uh white house friend of the podcast said this was the first like I think cover to cover Florida game he watched this year. And it was, he was just like, I don't know how you could do this every week. It's so stressful. It's like, yeah, this is pretty much how they go. Like all the time. Florida's just, just not great this year. And uh, um, has like flashes where it's like, dang, is this the best offense in the country? And then they have flashes where it's like, what are, is going on? So mm-hmm. um, we will see. It's kind of like the on. Robert and I experience. Yes, this is true. Good point, Jordan. And then uh, it would appear that all indications are Anthony Richardson is going to be declaring for the draft. Um, so I think in this modern era, it makes sense for him to do that, uh, especially if an NFL team is going to take in the first round and pay a couple million bucks and you get to learn on the job. He's got probably the best set of tools I've seen, like just raw talent wise from yeah. a prospect in a long time, non Josh Allen division. Um, but he, like Josh Allen, you could probably ask some questions and poke some holes in his productivity in college. So, um, I don't know that he's a great decision maker yet, and that is going to be the biggest learning curve for him into the NFL. So we'll see how it goes. Wish him the best. Um, would love to see him in orange and blue again next year, but, uh, I don't know. A lot of the fan base is weirdly like out on him. Like, like he's the one calling the plays (laughs) and, uh, I, you know, for the, the whole Florida fan experience is a little strange right now. Um, <laughs> Florida quarterback experience is a little very not too. Some uh, troubling and disturbing news nice. came out about uh, Florida's backup quarterback, who is yep. certainly to not be uh, a member of the football team next year and uh, hopefully not a member of society uh, moving forward. So um, anyhow, hope everybody gets help they need there. But uh, yeah, so a lot of weird rumors in, in Gator country about portal quarterbacks they have uh, a stud kid committed who's going to be a true freshman um so we'll see sam hartman season some are saying handsome sam handsome sam in the orange and blue might be do you think he would keep the beard in the the muggy humid gainesville conditions i don't know i i I would just because i don't think i look very good uh in uh without it and i um also, like, you know, you get some sweat going with the chin strap and stuff. You know, it could be extra pimply. Who knows? Yeah. Either way, it's going to happen. But uh, good question. Um, but, yeah, how, I mean, I, I don't want to park on the Gators here too long because this game really didn't matter in the grand scheme of things. What is your guys' assessment of the Billy Napier experience uh, year one in Florida country? Pause for cautious optimism, I guess. Um Without knowing, I mean, I can't emphasize enough how small of a fraction of how unconnected you are to of this. your of your Florida knowledge I have. But it, I mean, it it seemed like they were at times fun, and it seemed like they were at times competent, and 
those seem like solid steps forward. And so it I have not seen anything to make me think this guy can't handle the immense resources of Florida yet. So Yeah. Yeah, I Logan, you and I talked about this uh maybe a week or two ago. I will be interested to see what the first off season looks like for him in terms yeah. of approaches to his staff construction approaches to roster stuff, given that he has a year of Florida slash SEC ball under his belt and mm -hmm. can make decisions through that lens. Um, I think it's probably a good sign that like the, the first year of a new coach is always weird because you're not playing with your guys. And especially at Florida, like, there's ex there's different expectations in that locker room than maybe at other programs. So I think it it looked like Florida, you know, still still was engaged for the most part through the end of the season. I think that's a really positive sign um, that guys who came to Florida not necessarily to play for him still seemed to play pretty hard for him for the most part through the yeah. end of the year. Um, even when the record was certainly not uh, up to the Gator standard necessarily. So sure. I think if Florida's patient with him, um, the sky is the limit, as as they say. But I think it's, it's going to take patience, and I don't know if that is Florida or any SEC school's strong suit these days. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Agreed. I, I largely agree. I think it was positive. I think he would have probably liked the record to have shaken out a little bit better. I think there were some 50-50 games in there that mm -hmm. probably he would admit didn't go uh, as well as he probably would has some some things back. I, I think he's he seems to be enough of an honest self-assessor, too, that the product on the better next year, um, especially if their defense improves uh, as it probably is due to. Um, I think that that kind of fixes a lot of your problems right there. So um, anyhow, we'll see how it goes. Got to keep recruiting. That's the big deal. Um, caught up in like the coach is a nice guy and I'm giving him insane benefit of the doubt. Um, but, you know, he is going out of his way to do all the things that you were really mad at the last coach for kind of not doing um, and to like want him to do all of those things and be a hundred percent of the maybe play caller in game coach that, uh, Mullen was is probably not fair uh, to put on someone, um, <clears throat> but you're right, Jordan. I, I'm curious how the the staff if if they make any changes on the staff um, and if maybe he relinquishes a little bit of the play calling quarterback coaching duties because there's a God knows there's an army of people over there and it, it seems kind of curious that the head coach is in charge of head coaching and quarterback coaching and offensive play calling. That that seems like an awful lot. So yeah. Um, okay, let's keep it rolling here. North Carolina State took down UNC. What happened, UNC? What happened, guys? The college kicker happened. I think we saw NC State trot out their fourth starting quarterback of the year. And they finally found one who's pretty good. Well, it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't the, the first stringer who, who was beat good. Virginia Tech. Okay. This okay. was, was uh, a Finley brother. You oh. remember the older Finley? This was I the do. younger Finley. Finley. Finley, no D. Was it um, Ryan? Ryan Finley? That sounds right. Yeah, I think so. But okay. uh, he did enough, and UNC, for whatever reason, like couldn't 
couldn't score enough. It was a weird, yeah, weird performance two, out of two, them. Is that two straight weeks for them that they've just kind of like had sort of a constipated offensive performance after Drake May was going to win the Heisman and everything? And yeah, was, well, maybe as you were texting, maybe he's mentally already in the portal, and it's who knows? It showed. Who knows? That it's going to be weird if we have like sitting stud quarterbacks just hitting the portal, um, just because. But sure, why not? If the bag is out there, I I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It doesn't mean I love just the vibes, but you know, sure. I, I get it. Um, LSU, weird performance out of them. Maybe um, some regression to the mean here uh, by both teams. Who knows? Texas A and M long since been out of it. Uh, got them, bagged themselves, uh, bagged themselves one. Got LSU. So couldn't yep. happen to a better group of guys. On the last day of deer season, Jimbo got his. <laughs> Filled his tag. <laughs> Love to see that. Um, maybe good, uh, good vibes for Texas A&M heading into the offseason. I've already seen numerous Texas A&M portal um, uh, edits on the Declarations, timeline. yeah. This Whoever the guy is that is making the portal edits, every one of them looks exactly the same. So, like, shout out to him for having, like, a template and stamping these things out. Is it this Hayes Fawcett character? He might be doing most of them, but, like, don't look great. You know, I, I he does better work than that. I'm a little surprised that that was sort of the template he, he – Landed on. Well, maybe they're just not paying for the premium package. Like this is true. <laughs> the Drake May package is going to be banging. Let me tell you, <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I hope there's NFTs involved. <laughs> um, well, who will be who will be the last one to deal in crypto? Oh, uh, Tim Ooh. Tebow for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll he'll still think it's a good idea. Um, weird, uh, weird run. University of South Carolina is on. Shout out to them for having one of the most strange resumes in college football this year with two finishing the season with two straight top 10 wins. Um, took it, took down Clemson at Clemson. Clemson snaps a 40 game home winning streak. Um, I mean, listen, I'm not like the biggest South Carolina guy in the world, but I really don't mind Clemson taking, taking on the shops occasionally. And we get to bring Clemsoning back. I think that's, yeah, that's the big moment of rejoicing. We get that, and we just get like I'm just really into just grousing Dabo, just general grousing uh, Dabo Swinney. We got a lot of that um, in the week leading up to it. Uh, he was saying things about eating burgers because they beat Tennessee and things of that nature, and and then um, and then they lost to South Carolina and Spencer Rattler at home. So you know, cool. Yeah, and apparently uh, the 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 Tiger fan base is is concerned that Dabo's too fat and happy off of past successes and that he's not going to be motivated to make necessary changes to the staff, shake things up a bit. So, right. um, And when asked about this very thing, I mean, I think he he got he got typ- typical Dabo pretty sassy. But the good news is they 10-year, $115 million extension in September. So um, certainly things will continue to go well there. Yeah, he'll deliver appropriate value for that, I'm sure. Right. Um, has there ever been a more juiceless matchup? Uh, this this Clemson team versus this North Carolina team in the ACC championship. Game? I see. I'm actually strangely excited to watch this game. <coughs> I think if 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 Clemson had beaten South Carolina, like the fact that they both lost last week makes me more intrigued about this game. 
I mean, I, I guess I'm intrigued, but I'm all, I mean, you want to talk, you know, gripe and moan about meaningless games. This is, this is very much the definition Well, because of that. the playoff committee is disrespecting both of these teams. Right. North Carolina, ultra disrespected. Kentucky took down Louisville. Good for Kentucky. Uh, ra again, wrapping up a weird season for Louisville. Uh, seems like when people start to believe in Louisville, things really kind of got off the rails for them this year. So let that be a lesson to you all. Scott Satter, uh, as of today, as far as I know. Um, Jason, tell us about the Dukes. The Dukes uh, had themselves a Saturday. They did. Um, number 23. They were, they were pissing teal, if you will. They were doing something to teal. Um, yeah, number 23, Coastal Carolina, came to Harrisonburg and uh, caught a 47-7 to whooping. Um, and number 23, Coastal Carolina, that was like a 14-and-a-half-point dog yeah. in the game, yeah. which was wild. But McCall yep. has is not playing, has not played in a couple weeks. He has not played in a couple weeks. Uh, I believe Chadwell said they're hopeful he back for the Sunbelt Championship, but if the game was today, I think this was like a day or two ago, said if the game was today, he wouldn't play. Um, but anyways, uh, Grayson, Grayson McCall isn't keeping 47 points off the board, I'll tell you that. He's not playing defense, Paul. No D in Grayson defense. McCall, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's, no right. Chaz, he's no Chaz Surratt, you know what I'm saying? He's right. Um, so that will, that wraps up the Dukes, uh, the Dukes first FBS season, or first season transition or whatever it was it was fbs we played 10 fbs games and one fcs game it was an fcs yeah well, that, that counts great season for the dukes yeah. so next year no no bowl game next year either so we will um see have the petition have apply, been filed yet we have to apply to the NCAA for a waiver i forget when that gets filed but i know it was at the end of the season and then uh we won't find out till summer uh what the results of that are but we are Hoping to um, bypass that second year of of postseason ban and and be full full go no breaks next year, um, but that is out of our hands. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, the Dukes taking on the FAU Owls next year in the Boca Bowl. Um, Jason, you'll have a, a place to come rest your head. I can, we should uh, schedule another I'm golf retreat around the Boca Bowl. It'd be great. There you go. And I'm looking forward to uh, some, you know, to asking some questions at the press conference. Yeah. Myself. Yeah. Get, so. you, some, get you some credentials. The, the Dukes are in Charlottesville next year. That's right. Oh, oh God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're telling me. Yeah. Okay. Jordan, run us down quickly through Pickville. Oh, before we move on from the Dukes, Jason, I, I did want to ask kind of moving forward expectations for the Dukes. Uh, eight and three probably surpassed a lot of uh, kind of national expectations. Reasonable national expectations. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious: a do you do you think it is long term positive or potentially negative for fan base behavior slash expectations that this happened? Um, you can go ahead and answer that first, and I'll follow up with a second. Here. That's fair. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. Um, I guess, you know, it's tough to say it's a, you can't say it's a negative that we won and we were this immediately successful. Sure. Like obviously eight and three, even the most rational fans, this would have been like the, you know, the last standard deviation of anybody's expectations or hopes. Um, I don't think anybody could ever, you know, 
could ever say anything negative about this season. Quite frankly, that that record could have been even better if Todd Santeo had stayed healthy. Yeah. Um, a couple of linemen hadn't gone down. But again, that we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. That that gets into depth and all that good stuff. That's part of the building. Um yeah, I think yeah, I think it's tough. And I, I think it's tougher. I think it is tougher and will be tougher to maintain this level in the Sunbelt East than people realize. Yeah. Um and it will require uh more investment than people realize, uh, both financial and otherwise. Um, and I think that, yeah, there, there could be drawbacks with, with putting the, not drawbacks, but I, I think, you know, you're all, you're, when you're at this level, you're one, you know, run of unluckiness, you're one miss on a coaching hire, you're one, you know, whatever away from, you know, back to back five and seven or four and eights or something like that. And so I am not sure that the JMU fans are prepared for that. Um, you know, knock on wood, we don't encounter it anytime soon. But, um, you know, I, I I do think it would be wildly arrogant and overly optimistic to be like, yeah, you know, we want to be ranked in at least one AP poll every year. Like, that's okay, relax. But, um, you know, I, I think... There, there was an NBC Sports Washington guy, I think J.P. Finley tweeted out today that like with the playoff going to 12 teams, is a pretty easy case to make that JMU is best positioned to make the playoff of any school in like the Maryland to Virginia area. Um, just in terms of, you know, we we don't have to go best access to like 11 and one or 12 and 0 right. That, that's what I'm saying. All we got to do is, yeah. you know, you finish you finish the season ranked. 16th in the college football playoff rankings and you're probably going to be that 12 seed or something or you might even right. sneak into an 11 seed if you you know catch a good year or something like that and so um that's a that is a remarkable position to be in and also will take a lot more building and investment building uh, as is in a program not not physical building um than i think people realize i think that the jmu fans realize just because they MU fans aren't super familiar with how everything works at FBS and, and, you know, it, it's not, it's not a willful ignorance. It's just, you know, they, there's a lot to learn up here and we, we got a really good quarterback this year. And and to be fair, we were very, very well prepared and we had, you know, some good transfers and, but a lot of those guys, you know, we had 10, 10 of our all conference people that just, just came out today were recruited to an FCS school. Like that yep. was recruited to JMU. So um, it's, it's not like we were just, you know, transfer you or anything. So it'll be interesting the next couple of years. And I think it'll, I get where you're coming from in terms of like, is this necessarily a good thing to put the pedal down this fast? Um, but because yeah, the, the, there are some vocal JMU fans online. Sure. In, immediately. And with great gusto. Yeah. And I guess the other point, and maybe this is less of a question, but you can weigh in on it. I'm also curious to see like, okay, now, cause I, at least from my perspective, in in the past when JMU was competing for FCS national championships, there and especially before kind of the portal eligibility, immediate eligibility stuff took off, like that was a very popular landing destination mm -hmm. for FBS transfers. Um, so now I'm curious, a how how appealing do they remain as a transfer destination, but b like do 
do they then become po- more poached from in the portal market because like a middling ACC school or Big Ten school looks at JMU players now and says like, oh, those guys can succeed against the App States and the Coastal Carolinas of the world where we may have not given them the time of day now that we've got film of them doing it in the Sun Belt, maybe we will give them a theoretical call. So that's yep. that's the other thought I had just in terms of roster construction and yep. maintenance moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's uh, – it's 100% correct. There, there is always the fear that that the – you know the the sun belts and the uh you know mountain wests of the world turn into farm systems for the the conferences that can pay a lot in nil and and have you know two teams in the playoff instead of one every three years or something like that and so it's just it's an era of you have to recruit your own kids and um, i think that's objectively a good thing um that you can't just like you know they're here and they're stuck here like that's that's a good thing um i also i think and we've seen this in basketball a little bit um everybody when the the free transfer thing came out and when the nil started coming out everybody you know that well that's the death of the mid-major like uh, that's it show's over and i think that part has been has been fairly it's been really overblown in basketball i think it's a little less overblown but fairly overblown in football as well because you know the i think there are always people you know the, the transfer portal works both ways right yeah um, you know, there are plenty of stories of, you know, four star kids that went to a power five and, you know, they're away from home for the first time or something happens in their family or they, you know, something doesn't work out in school and they don't, they don't fit in. They hate it there and they can't get on the field. And so they transfer to a, to a James Madison, to a VCU, to a somebody and bam, they're, you know, averaging 17 points and six rebounds. And so, I think that it'll it's a certainly a weirder situation um and has the potential to be more volatile but I don't think it'll mean that um I don't think it means the death of the mid-major at all. I think it does change the way you build a roster as a mid-major. Yeah. Um and yeah, I mean it, it gets into, you know, recruiting your own players and NIL collectives and the whole nine yards. It's it's a whole lot more than it was even 10 years ago. Well, so. I unfortunately did not hit the two point whatever billion jackpot, so I could not start the Duke Club Collective. Uh, Mr. Bourne's not going to be happy, but I'll tell him in the morning. That's fine. But that would be my my fourth phone call at worst if if I hit hit the numbers. So I appreciate. It. I, I I speak um, with as much authority as, as I can for this wildly hypothetical situation, but we appreciate that. Yeah. For the first three being my lawyer and his two lawyers. Smart. But two of those calls are, are Colton, so it's fine. Right. All right. Well, yeah, that's – I. sorry to camp out on the Dukes for so long, but – No, it's really – it's a, it's interesting, and I, I'm glad we have, like, access to, like, one of college football school stories this year that was, mm-hmm. like, you yeah. know, honestly, like, pretty neat. And, um, go Dukes. Yeah. Go Dukes. Walking to freaking JMU basketball games, you know. I still tell people I've probably seen more JMU basketball than most people who went to JMU. So that's you know, probably was, correct. I've been in these streets for a long time. Love the dudes. Right. Uh, Officially, you you have the bona fides. No, no, let no man question. I walked that path. That's right. <laughs> All right, Jordan. So uh, run us quickly through Pickville from last week. Um, I don't know if we want to just 
quickly just go over the games we picked and, and records and stuff. Yeah, we can we can lightning round these. Or you boys. and I, you and I were we were in lockstep, baby. We were. Um, Jason, shout out to you. Logging a five and zero week. Uh, mm. Big wow. Big performance out of Jason. He skips the recording and still manages to go five and zero. Um, <laughs> just feeling myself on the sixteenth hole. Logan, you and I went three and two. Uh, sorry, two and three. Unfortunately, um, yeah. first game, the the bookend games were consensus picks. We thankfully yeah. got both of those right. Uh, the first was the Egg Bowl Thursday night, seven p.m. Um, I do remember this. The weird one. Yeah. I I vaguely remembered like it was a pretty good egg bowl for for egg bowl standards. It had the requisite kind of chaos. Uh, we had a downpour for a while. Uh, Lane in a white hoodie. Um, Mike. So we Leach thought said SEC, looking, right? Yeah. So it, it it says sip, and I've seen him wear it before this year. But for whatever reason, my brain wanted it to say SEC, so that's what I saw. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, anyhow, I yeah, I don't remember specific plays in this game necessarily, um, but I do remember having fun watching it. It was it seemed like I think I watched like most of the first quarter and it seemed like it was kind of like it was going well. Things this is this could be a fun one. And then like there must have been just sort of a, a dearth of scoring that happened at some point in this game or or some just weird stuff back and forth. I think what was the final score of this game like 24 22 or something 24, like that? 24 22. Nobody yeah. scored in the third quarter. It got it was ah. very oddly calm. The billionaire. Oh, Lane got did it. call two two timeouts before the attempted two point version. Yeah. Um, and, and then the play they rolled out was kind of meh and obviously did not convert. So, right. Congrats to, to the uh, Bulldogs for winning the Egg Bowl. So, after. Lane Kiffin, spoiler alert, Lane Kiffin, not Auburn's coach today. Yeah. Um, but what what do you what is the Ole Miss fan like? Are they happy that Lane Kiffin has remained their coach? They this season did not things kind of got a little bit off the rails here. I mean, I don't know that you necessarily think you're gonna do better than Lane Kiffin. You probably aren't uh if you're Ole Miss. However, you know, it seems kind of like he's strung Auburn along and then and then is like, oh no, I'm happy to Sign an extension at Ole Miss. To me, I think he's going to bolt for the NFL when the opportunity pre- presents itself. But that's just my opinion. Anything yeah, else? I think I think for Ole Miss fans, his long term health it could be beneficial if he did that. You know, in in the next couple months, rather than wait another year. <laughs> sure, right. I think I saw Bunky Perkins or a similar account kind of tweet through tweeting through it after yeah. the Egg Bowl, like. Like, am I excited that we get to do this again? Like, yeah. so I, excited to do this with Lane again next year. Yeah. 12 months. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Glad, glad it's not something I have to worry about. I can just watch it unfold from afar. So, yeah. Our next game was a Black Friday at noon special. We had Tulane at Cincy. Uh, Tulane put it on him. Yeah. I may have picked Tulane if I knew. Uh, since he was going to be starting Evan Prater, I believe his name was. Mm. Uh, he did not look like a thrower of the football. It didn't go great. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if there was a injury situation or a late scratch, but it kind of seemed like he was um, not super comfortable running the offense. So, but hey, congrats to Tulane. Uh, yeah. They, they get did a shot at what they uh, needed redemption. to do. They get UCF too. So, yeah. Good for them. 
we moved to Saturday. We had the game, Michigan and Ohio State. Man, this was uh, this was really quite something. I again, think, it happened again. Yeah, in terms of my pretty much the same thing. My walking back that I would like to do. <laughs> I was wrong I, for at least one day about JJ McCarthy and the Michigan offense. Um, I in the Michigan games they I had watched so far this season, especially the Michigan State game. They appeared to be a very one-dimensional. JJ McCarthy cannot go win you a game offense. Uh, and to his credit, he made made enough throws. Some of these guys were immensely wide open and i could. Yeah. I mean they ran throws. the ball so well the play action game was killing well, yeah and Urban Meyer said it in the pro pre-game like ohio state's gonna sell out to stop the run and they're gonna play you know whatever the coverage is so if your receivers can't get open this could be an ohio state route is what he said yeah. uh the receivers got open mccarthy <laughs> made a couple so of anyways the receivers got open <laughs> um ohio state moved the ball they just didn't score uh and they they looked like they were pressing at times to like get a two score lead back with one play which yeah. we all most coaches will tell you you can't do it um, one play at a time you know yeah so uh i think ryan day's a fraud i'm i'm ready to <laughs> ready to call call that <laughs> option um that went so fast yes jordan yes i love it so um, i mean i think and I saw, to be fair, I only saw the second half of this game because uh, the Dukes played at the same time. But, um, it, like, I was just befuddled completely by Ohio State's decision-making in the second half. And, like, Spencer Hall touched on it in his now legendary rant, um, which oh. I found hilarious. Um, but it was like, why are you, like, you're overthinking stuff so much. You claim all the time, like, Ohio State – you know, has more first round draft picks than everybody and has all these five stars and all this stuff. Like, but you just try to get like cutesy instead, just throw it to Marvin Harrison Jr., man. Like, he catch yeah. he doesn't drop the ball ever. And like, they just didn't want to do that. And Michigan just kept punching them in the face over and over and over. And then Donovan Edwards broke those two runs. And like, they, they weren't even like, it, they weren't superhuman plays by Donovan Edwards. He like, it was a halfback stretch. And it was it was not a big gap. It was you know a yard and a half gap, and then he was gone. Like that was it. Yeah, he yeah. Just got the, ran over. There and... was some weird like, and of course I was on Ohio State to cover the seven and a half. My teaser also had Ohio State just to win the game. Um, so I was very invested in seeing some Buckeye success. But I like there in the fourth quarter, especially when they were down ten. I think they they punted once or twice where they probably could have gone for it. Like, mm -hmm. it was a weird, like, no, our our defense will figure it out this time. Yeah. And, like, no, they clearly won't. They haven't all game. And, You've given no evidence that you will do this. Yeah, and once they kick the ball away, now you're getting gashed for 75 yeah. yards. So Yeah, I agree. It, 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 there's a constant – that's exactly what it is. It's a constant feel of Ohio State being like, no, we're Ohio State. Like, whatever we do is going to yeah, work out. it felt out. like and, ego got in the way. Yeah, 100% uh, I agree. Except, like, ego in the wrong direction. Like – be cocky and know that you have a better player. Yeah. Like, but you're not. There seemed to be so much denial of what was taking place. Yeah. And that's not how to fix it. You got to yeah. recognize like, oh, yeah, we do have all these fun toys that we can right. use. 
Yeah, we they, they were, like stuff. Michigan. Michigan wasn't gimmicking you to death. Michigan oh, yeah. wasn't like like Michigan busting out the gadgets by definition. Gimmick you to death. Like I mean, they ran that one little yeah. like jump pass play that was like really well schemed up. But other than that, like it seemed like it was just sort of a beatdown. Like off tackle, off listen, tackle. Oh, you're Ohio State. You. It's not like you only have good wide receivers. Like you got good DBs, you got good defensive linemen. Um, you know these, these. This is uh, you 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 bring in new defensive coordinator pretty much specifically because this happened last year. Because Michigan um, in this much. game, and like your defense was you know a little leaky last year. Um, and yeah, it's just it is a little curious that it it sort of seems it's Ohio State team that is like so souped up at the skill positions and can't. Uh, I guess use that to their advantage against the Michigan team that like, I don't know. I like personally don't love watching Michigan play. Oh, I don't um, either. They don't, really do, they don't really do anything. I, I, but at the same time, like I respect the hell out of it and mm-hmm. I would not sign up to deal with that for 60 minutes and Ohio state wasn't ready. And they just got, um, they got shoved around and um, yeah, I mean, it's one loss. Very interesting that like Michigan, can look so mid against your Penn States and Indiana's and just Purdue's and weird teams like throughout the year. But um, they kind of, uh, they had it all pointed and and geared up for the right time to do what they did. And I don't know, there's something kind of weird about Jim Harbaugh. There's something like hilarious about freaking weirdo Jim Harbaugh, like rubbing Brian Day's nose in it too, which is (laughs) hilarious. It's just so funny. It feels like it, like it feels like this exact thing happened last year. And I, I yeah. fully agree Joe, that it, like it, it feels like ego that Ohio state learned absolutely nothing. Yeah. And they were just like, okay, you know, they got lucky. They were at home, but uh, they're in the big house. Like they're Michigan. We have all these fives and they just tried to do the same thing. And Michigan did the same thing, which is there's a decent chance. That's all Michigan can do. And if you right. submit, then they will crush you. And well, yeah, and it also Ohio State being said, I'm so ready to take. I'm taking the Ohio State next year's game. I'm just, I'm letting you know. Oh yeah, I'll I'm gonna do be it talk, too. I'm going to be totally ready to, to make again. that mistake three yeah. years in a row. Right. But right. it felt like kind of a st- a real Styles make fights situation. And this is hard to yeah. like clearly put into words. But Ohio State feels a lot like North Carolina in a finesse, like does not want to wrestle in the dirt with you. Yeah. They like they will they will fight showy flashy with you, like, but they uh, will why can't not... you just look cool with us? Like, yeah. They will right. not brawl. Yeah. And Agreed. like that is a they're game suited for can... a shootout type game, not yeah. requires like execution excellence. Yeah. So it's hard to explain, but it, it's like a very like subtle softness that a team has in in some ways um but that's enough about the big 10 for one day um (laughs) we'll we'll, get back to it we'll take it to the pacific northwest we had the civil war oregon and oregon state logan i was feeling great about this one for us i think we were up 21 (laughs) uh in the second half we were all hell broke loose all hell broke loose uh you know what just absolute kudos Oregon State, um, yeah, road bow Nicks, road like just stopped throwing the ball. They just ran the ball over and over again. Yeah, over and over and over. over and Oregon over. special teams yeah. sucked a lot. Oof. That was an adventure. <laughs> yeah, just just not a banner day for Oregon. Um, you know what's weird is that 
Oregon State had 150 fewer yards and turned the ball over three times. Oregon never turned the ball over. Uh, that's the good like, stuff, right? Officially, there, there were there were some like by the muff, and then they had a couple. There dumb. was a, a a really tough zone read. Bo Nix keeper oh, yeah. uh, on like a fourth and just stared at the defensive end, kept it, just, and then just. I don't know. Yeah, how so their last their last three offensive like possessions game. were all turnover on downs. Yeah. Oof. Most coaches yeah, will Nicks, tell you that's not ideal. He read that defensive end and then just took a face mask to the face mask. Yeah. And, Shout out to their reading. defense for the to their offensive coordinator for writing that beautiful performance uh, straight to Tempe, Arizona. <laughs> yeah, well, he's going home, so right. Good point. Yeah. Dilly dilly. Yeah. Um, no, this yeah. one was this was an, this one was an escape for my pick. I will fully admit that. <laughs> hey, I mean, way to be on it. It ain't coming off the scoreboard, Paul. Yeah, we should have known when it was only a three point line that there was some shenanigans up. <laughs> Well, the why? books knew that Robo Nix was going to be there. That's true. Why would they do that? Now, why? Why would they do that? Uh, final game, we had the the battle for the Shalalay or or whatever was it? The Donna Shalala. Yeah, the Donna Shalala, <laughs> the Donna Shalala <laughs> Memorial Race for the Cure. Um, Notre Dame at USC. USC did exactly what we thought we would do. Whew. This was the game USC's, where I like. USC is fun. They yeah. are. So fun. They got this, they got super fun. They are what Ohio State Ohio State thinks they are. Yeah. And this <laughs> was the game where it was like watching this game, it's dangerous because you're like, this was the easiest pick I made all day. And I was so right about it. Like I can yeah. do this for a living. <laughs> like, no, you you certainly cannot. <laughs> but those those feelings by road bone next. Those feelings are prior. so intoxicating where you're like, this was the easiest snap pick for me to make on the board. And it played out so clearly correctly. So I'm I'm a genius. Caleb Williams, for my money, most fun player to watch currently going. Yeah. He does just like a, a great amount of just moving around and just he'd he be in, in the, the classic sense of the word he'd be doing back there. Mm-hmm. And then he will just fire off an absolute laser beam, like but not like an Anthony Richardson laser beam, like a like an appropriate yeah, laser beam, it's just like fun. and fit it into like crazy spots. He's he's he like um, he's got some like more athletic Patrick Mahomes energy to his game, yeah. and like that's high praise. I get it, but like he he he's just so he's super impressive. I maybe have some reservations about like the Lincoln Riley experience overall. That guy schemes it up so well it's really awesome to see um but like they get guys open and they got the quarterback back there running around doing stuff their run game is pretty well schemed up for what it needs to be um they're they're good it's 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 fun so how long do you think it will take for an nfl team to say you know what i don't think lincoln will make the same mistakes that cliff kingsbury makes let's Let's go all in on Lincoln Riley. Mm. Well, I think the LA Chargers have a quarterback and maybe are looking for a coach to make his life a little easier. And that could be interesting because he wouldn't even need to move from his sweet pack. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if Lincoln Riley is like dying in the wool college guy, maybe he's not going to do it. Uh, but I, I, Jordan, the answer to your question is I don't think it should be very long. Yeah. Now, I mean, I, NFL owners could, are, could, are famously not smart people. So 
I, somebody oh, yeah, they hired they hired freaking Cliff Kingsbury after he couldn't even get Texas Tech to yeah. go like better than four. So I guess seven, my so. question, maybe better phrase, is like, does Cliff scare the NFL away from hiring, trying to do the same thing with Lincoln Riley? I think somebody will will make him. Oh, I think off. someone will do it. Someone will try it. All right, so those were picks last week. Uh, Jason extended his overall season lead. He is now six games clear of me in second place. Logan, uh, I believe your candle has been snuffed at this point Thank you. in terms of Appreciate placement. That. Um, you you have been voted off of off of the island in in some regards, but you still get to make picks. Um, and, Thank and you. Keep- I look forward to carrying one's bags. At- Coming, an upcoming, uh, you know, semi-regional, yeah. semi-professional tournament. Yeah. Uh, um, so do we want to do coaches stuff real quick or do we want to talk uh, picks for next week? Let's pick games real quick and then we can we can All right. expound on coaches as needed. I didn't research any of these. These are going to be gut picks for me. So I will You spare, can do this for a living, Jordan. Remember I'll that. spare the listeners for trying to say something smart and fill the airwaves. Uh, first, we've got the Pac-12 championship game, 8 p.m. Friday night. Utah, USC, the Trojans are favored by three. Jason gets to start. Why does this feel like a trap? Because, um, because Utah already beat USC once this year. So yes. about it. I I am going to take USC. That line seems too small for my tastes. Um, watching what I watched uh, this past week, uh, yeah, I really, really like USC, and I think their defense is a little bit desired, and that worries me against a very physical Utah team. But um, I that that offense is just super fun, and I wouldn't I wouldn't feel right with myself if I didn't take them. That line line seems small. I like a touchdown or so. Yeah, I'll take USC as well. I'm gonna ride momentum, and uh, Utah's not gonna be playing at elevation, so y'all know what I think about that. True. Yeah, I like USC as well. Um, not for elevation reasons, but Utah really dinged up. Um, and USC probably with a little bit of revenge on their mind uh, and the playoff. So I just, I think this, the Pac-12 officials tried to get USC to win the first version of this game. I don't think they're going to let them lose this version of this game. So. That's true. There's big Pac-12 considerations at, at stake here. Correct. Uh, As a noted conspiracy theorist, yeah, always always bet along conspiracy lines. That's that's one of the Ten Commandments. Um, next, we're going to take it to the Big Twelve. K State and TCU kick off at noon Eastern. Um, TCU favored by two and a half. I'll take the Horn Frogs again. I think K State's been playing some good ball as of late, but um, again, maybe maybe some. Uh, incentives here for the Big 12 uh, <laughs> to get TCU through to the other side. So I will take Max Duggan and his hypnotoad warriors. Um, yeah, I mean, TCU finally got a got a good game last week. Ran away from, uh, was it Iowa State? Yep. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like TCU. This is, again, purely vibes here. Here, they 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 need it. Um, Kansas State is sneaky and, and and tough and and all those things, but I think TCU is all of that and like super battle tested this year. So I know it's rematch. I mean, rematches are always weird, but give me TCU. 
I really, really want to take Kansas State here. I'm well, trying do to it, talk. man. Well, trying don't be scared, bro. Stop you. Um. Yeah, I'll I'll do it. I'll take the Wildcats. I uh, as a lifelong TCU fan, is an emotional hedge, but smart. Um, I'm proud of you, Jason. Yeah. No, I I think Kansas State has a propensity to to screw stuff up um, in a good way, and so. This seems like that. I think you know, TCU is uh, has. I think they they still have the best resume in the country, right? Is that? I think, I think so. Right? Yeah, they probably. I think they still have the like the best strength of record in the country. Right. They yeah, probably yeah, don't yeah. have Sagarin the best. Win they, they don't have the best win in the country now that Michigan beat Ohio State. But right, whatever. Of course, of course. Yeah. Um, and I, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It's not it, like they are a hundred percent deserving, but they have had some like some weird. Not weird, but like no, some, they they have been getting away with some stuff. Like yeah, that, they've had they, some they, weird you, stuff you can, happen. Late. You can acknowledge that, but I mean right. that's how it goes. And and they are a hundred percent deserving of their number three ranking and their playoff, their current playoff spot. Um, but you know Kansas State's uh, a very tough team and and comes right at them. And yeah, this just feels like one where something could go sideways. So I'm gonna take the Wildcats. All right, moving to the four p.m. slot, we've got the SEC title. LSU and Georgia squaring off 4 p.m. Dogs favored by 17 and a half. Logan, please take us to the promised land. Oof, I hate this. <laughs> I'll take LSU just because that seems like a big line, and Georgia's been kind of like nickel diamond around of late. And, um, you know, super motivated LSU, fresh off a loss to Texas A&M. They're really going to be bringing their stuff I just don't really like Georgia to blow out LSU, but I cannot wait to for this the score of this to be like twenty four nothing at the end of the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, I think door cover think, alert. I think I think Georgia is going to blow them out. I'm going to take the Bulldogs. Uh, I think this is still very emphatically the most talented team in the country, and I think that they'll get up for this. Um, I can kind of understand not getting super up for. Georgia Tech and just kind of dropping it into second gear and cruising. Um, but Kentucky, Missouri. I mean, come on, man. Is there when did they play Missouri? It was like a month and a half ago. Yeah, they almost lost. Yeah. Um, anyways, I, <laughs> I, it's the same players on the roster, Jason. I that's I can't argue that that's a fair point. Uh, but I, I think they this is where the like I think after this game in the semifinal, it'll be like, oh right, Georgia was inevitable from August on, and yeah, I think this is when they turn it on. So I'll take Georgia. Real quick, Jordan, before you go, have you guys seen this Harold Perkins character play for LSU? This uh, this linebacker, true freshman number four. Oh yeah, yeah, freaking missile. You should watch him. They they don't really like involve him in the scheme. I think they just like tell him to do scud missile yeah. things, and he just gets to like bull rush and and just be a general wild boy. Go but, play ball. Pretty cool. It's the purest for form him. of football. Like uh, somebody Easy. compared him to like a, a stockier honey badger when L, when he was just allowed yeah. to do whatever he wanted. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's very good. Yeah, yeah. In that like he gets to play the role of disruptor. He doesn't apparently like have to do a lot of scheme things just yet, but yeah, he's good. Yeah, uh, my gut told me to pick LSU, so I'm going to do that. I don't like making this pick for a lot of reasons. Uh, Jaden Daniels has has an ankle he's dealing with. Uh, <laughs> Logan also picked LSU, so I'm once again following Logan's lead, uh, which is Moy Pelly Grosso, as we found out over the course of the year. Um, 
And this is like the de facto Georgia home game. It's in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in Atlanta. Um, but I think I think LSU can keep it close enough. So that's what I'm going to stick with. I'm counting on Brian Kelly. You know, famous last words. Um, okay. Also in the 4 p.m. slot, we've got UCF squaring off with the big green wave of Tulane. Shout out to Tulane. Really, really making it happen this year. Um, really making it happen. hey got him. Tulane favored by four. Jason gets to start. Uh, real quick, am I imagining this, or did Mercedes-Benz used to sponsor the Superdome? They do both. It's now the Caesars. Caesars Superdome oh, now. They did Louisiana. do both. Okay. Briefly. I just wanted to make sure, because you said Mercedes-Benz. I was like, oh, I thought they weren't in the Superdome. I, yeah. I was confused. Withdrawn. Um... What's this line again? I have a four points. Two lane is favored. Take the push, dude. I'm not I'm just 24 20. <laughs> um they just played a few weeks ago. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take two lane here to cover. I think the the wild ride continues. Um I have not been thoroughly impressed with UCF this year. Um, in the admittedly brief periods that I've seen them. Um, what about the game where they beat Tulane? Yeah, I didn't see that one, so it doesn't count. Okay, gotcha. I've been more than Understood. clear about it. If, it. if I don't see it, it doesn't and happen. It's really hard to they beat did lose to Navy. Twice, Logan. They did lose to Navy the following week. which They did, be, they did lose to Navy. and they that is the, They're getting the full Gus Malzahn experience. I love that. I love that for UCF. They're really <laughs> they're really getting it all. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think this is the UCF of the few years before and – yeah, I just I don't I don't feel confident enough in them to to overcome just the the good vibes uh rolling in on the wave. <laughs> yeah, the willy, a... the willy willy good vibes. The willy good vibes. <laughs> yeah. Stitch that on your putter cover. <laughs> Some willy willy good vibes. <laughs> willy willy good vibes. <laughs> um I'm gonna take Tulane as well. Extra day of prep. Never heard anybody. Hard to beat a team two times, especially in the span of a month. Um, and I don't – I'm already trusting Brian Kelly on on this board, so I don't also <laughs> want to pin hopes on Gus Malzahn. Uh, so for that reason, I will take Tulane. See the whole board, Jordan. Yeah, UCF fresh off a decisive seven-point win in the war on I-4 um, against USF with no coach. <laughs> so – um, UCF is due for a good one here. I'm going to take uh, the Golden Knights. All right. I've had some, I've had some I, weird. I've broken weird free of the thing. struggle bus. <laughs> That's right, Jordan. I'm doing that for you, buddy. Thanks. Thanks, boss. Uh, the the B1G championship, um, which uh, probably I am almost definitely not going to watch. Uh, <laughs> 8 p.m. <laughs> Purdue versus Michigan. Michigan favored by a a clean 17 points. Um, I also hate, 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 hate that we are picking this game. Um, <laughs> I guess I will take Michigan. Um, I could definitely see this being emotional letdown territory. Maybe, maybe put it, you know, put it in cruise control before the playoff, just win, baby, all that stuff. But Purdue is is not an inspiring squad in my eyes 
I think uh, your B1G West champs. I think they're also going to be playing without their quarterback. Did I see that? Um, oh no, he he is with family after a family tragedy. I think his brother passed away. Um, if I am thinking of a different player, I apologize profusely. But I did see somebody notable from Purdue's roster is going to be missing. So I'll take Michigan just based on talent and such things. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh is not scared to blow a team out either, so I'll go with Michigan. This he's feeling is, a little chesty. Yeah, this is this is fine. He's he's auditioning to be the Colts coach. Uh, Jeff yeah, Saturday. I'm gonna Jeff Saturday doesn't want these hands. <laughs> I'm gonna take Purdue. Uh, just just a weirdness pick. Just uh, okay. Um, coming coming down off the other side of the of the <laughs> capital T capital G game. Um, I, I don't know. Purdue lends itself to weirdness. This feels like a weird one. I. You couldn't force me to take Purdue to win, but I will take them to keep it to like two touchdowns. Oh, it does look like maybe he will play. So who knows? Aiden O'Connell, yeah, it looks like he's going to play. His brother did pass away, so T's and Pete say that. Yeah, that's super sad. Yeah. Uh, final game of the night, which I I will have my sicko little eyes on uh, in the APM <laughs> slot, is Clemson v UNC. ACC championship game. I'm a I'm a conference guy, right? Got to support the coast. The good company, man. Atlantic Coast Conference. Um, shout out to Raycom Sports. Um, Clemson favored by seven and a half. Logan, do the honors. Oh God, I have to go first. You get, get to go first. I you get to go first. Like five years of me having I the get week to go off. First? Alabama um, minus twenty seven and a half over <laughs> Mississippi State, and now you. Oof. I don't believe in either of these two teams. Um, North Carolina has done zippy. I actually was kind of coming around on North Carolina, and then the it's the log one kiss of death. It really must be what it is. Uh, and then things have gotten weird for them the past two weeks. Um, it would appear something has – somebody's figured out the Phil Longo high school offense experience, and um, maybe they can't score points anymore. Because of that, I'm going to take Clemson just – but I think this what what is the over under here? I would also like love to just go ahead and 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 double dip with the under in this game. Sixty three and a half. Oh God, yeah, she's freaking. You want the under like, here? Wow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Points. No points in this game. North Carolina can't score seventeen against freaking whoever they played recently, and God knows Clemson couldn't score seventeen points if you spotted them ten. I mean, this is just like not good. I mean, not they dropped good. what fifty couple on Wake Forest. Same mm-hmm. roster of players, Logan. Fifty couple. When was 30. that? When was how many did they score against South Carolina's vaunted? Thirty-six. Defense? Who are we talking about? Clemson. Clemson. Oh, I don't know about them. Yeah, they lost to South Carolina last week. They did score thirty against South Carolina. Carolina. North Carolina's down to give up some points. Yeah, but they. It'll be a matter of whether they can score. This is a very sad conversation for. Like I said. Yeah, Jake. I mean, we're we're giving Jason some time to think. So why don't you just go ahead and make a pick? Jason. Appreciate that. Go ahead, Jason. Why don't you go ahead? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was really counting on more time to think. Um, I'm going to take Clemson. Uh, I think, yeah, I just can't trust UNC as far as I can throw them. And I cannot imagine Clemson had a fun week of practice. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Clemson's just better and we'll be fine. I'm also going to take Clemson here. Oh, um, wow. Jeez Louise. I don't trust Mac Brown. He, he's... 
someone someone do him a favor and show him the door. Like let him let him spend time with his grandkids. He doesn't need to be out out here trying to coach a program anymore. He's an uh, untrustable. The book put him ends, back on TV where he belongs. The book uh, in consensus is again. Yeah. It's inside. So since he's eerily similar situation we've got shaping up to last mm-hmm. week. Uh hopefully the results are a little different. Um but disagree. those are our picks. Enjoy conference championship weekend. I hope all the teams have fun. That's, That's the main right. thing that we care about here at the wheel route. Now we can finally talk about what we've all wanted to talk about. You know? <laughs> An main... hour and a half of coaching carousel. <laughs> there has been a lot of things that have happened to and fro in the coaching world since we last met and talked. Silly season is fully upon us uh, and we'll be here for a few weeks. Um, but we're just going to go ahead and, and just jump right into it. I have amassed a list that I pirated from the CBS website. Um, <coughs> coaches in and out. Um, but yeah, so let's just, we'll just take it from top to bottom in no particular order. Guys, University of Birmingham. I guess they haven't had a coach for a while. Who knew? Um, their coach, Bill Clark, res- resigned, was asked to resign. There were some quote-unquote health issues involved in his resignation earlier this year. Um, I don't know that they that that was the entire reason that he resigned. I believe he is currently poking around at getting his his self back in the game, the coaching game. But anyhow, UAB hired Trent Dilfer uh, as their head coach. There's a weird one to get you going right away. Um, what are our thoughts here, TD? I I mean, the last like Trent Dilfer exposure I can recall is the clip of him on Twitter being Hardo High School football coach and really letting his whatever skill position player have an earful on the sideline and all the, like, you know, kids these days tweets that generated. Um, I think it's pretty unremarkable. I guess, like, I guess we'll probably have to deal with his his rapid ascension to the top as a former TV guy. Um, excited to see how he parlays this into the old Miss job when Lane li- leaves. Um, I I don't really care. I don't feel strongly one way or another. Yeah, I mean, this is. I feel like a lot of a lot of people are doing the like, "Oh, he jumped the line. He didn't deserve this bit," which. Sure. I mean, whatever. Maybe I, he I, didn't, but like, is UAB? It's UAB also. Like, I'm a not, job like, that like yeah. it could have really changed someone else's life for the better. Like, maybe you need a guy. Right. Maybe you need a guy who's got some room to fail in that job, so it doesn't crush sure. a, a a person's career. <laughs> this is not entirely dissimilar to a Deion Sanders move in my mind, either. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, they're pretty. He, he said as much in his press conference. He was like, I'm not hiring, you know, a guy who, you know, just wanted high school. I'm hiring a Hall of Fame, like a a big-time name and all that stuff. And in today's day and age, maybe there's some advantages to that. I also think there's probably as much old boy politics and backroom dealings and country club gossiping in this, in this hire than any of them since <laughs> – uh, Tennessee basically had a coup d'etat staged at their athletic department. So, yeah, um, it's just a weird, it's just a weird, weird, weird place. And maybe and, this was something like loosens up some donor pocketbooks that were were otherwise hard to access. I don't know. 
but um right i really allegedly that the, the players were very much in favor of the interim guy or the guy who'd been coaching this oh. year we had the we had the open letter to administration from players in support of interim coach uh that i guess you know was not that does make it tough was not heated um but yeah i mean i don't i i, I can't grade this one way or the other i i is interesting to me um he's got like a monthly hit he does on the Rosillo podcast it's like i always find like super fascinating but he he very confidently talks like quarterback talk and he really gives you the vibe that he knows what he's talking about so i can see why he probably interviews really well um and i think i mean the guy knows what he's doing when it comes to like assessing quarterbacks and i mean he's been running the elite 11 thing for a while now and yeah so i mean i think he's got good name recognition in the in the uh, college quarterback recruiting world i don't know that, that means you get a stud recruit to come to uab but um Regardless, I think, you know, I don't, I don't think it's like a 100% bad idea just because they did it. Sure. All right, we'll keep it, we'll keep it rolling here. Georgia Tech, there were some Willie Fritz rumors early in the week. It seemed like that was going to happen. That did not happen. Brent Key has been retained uh, by Georgia Tech. They went four and four with him at the helm with a like very near loss to UVA um, that Probably, I think they would have taken the allegedly they would have taken the interim tag off him had they beat UVA, uh, huh. like in the season. So I don't know. I think he has a lot of support there. This screams like bridge coach till we maybe get like our ducks in a row and decide what we want to be when we grow up, um, and how Georgia Tech can operate in like this new era of college football for to use a stupid cliche. Um, but I don't think it's necessarily terrible. Way too many Brents making their way through the ACC these days. Thank goodness Venables left. Otherwise, there'd be three. Uh, all right, let's go to Auburn. Hugh Freeze is your new Auburn head football coach. Do we have any grandstanding to do there? What do we think? It would appear that Lane Kiffin strung them along significantly here. It's very possible. I, I think that everything that um, could be said about Hugh Freeze has probably already been said and better than me. So, yep. Get to I, your, uh, yeah, it's, it's all, yeah. Yeah. But to be clear, I, I don't really, I don't really care so much about the hookers, but I, I do think right. that he's like yeah. kind of a despicable guy and like a little bit too much of a loose cannon probably to be in charge of a program like this. And I don't yeah. think he's necessarily proved uh, that he can be better than that in his time at Liberty. Yeah. I mean, the, the it, fact that like the opposite. It, it, I don't think it's the, I don't think it's the calling of the the sex workers. I think it's the like doing that and then, um, I don't, I forget what Jason Kirk called it, but the like apply the Bible and move on and that attitude. Throw a little church on it. Throw yeah. a little church, yeah. Rub a little church on it. That's right. And I thought that was a great way of putting it. And then the, the the repeated apparent grossness both before that and at Liberty, and then the, you know reaching out unprompted to a person suing the school and I just yeah. just general grossness on a constant and not insignificant level i a guy all, a guy who yeah. pretty very clearly searches his name on mm -hmm. social media and then um acts on on those things like they had to put a clause in his contract that he relinquishes control of his social media accounts I think that turned out to be uh, a myth, but no, yeah, I'm um, choosing to believe it. I, it, 
he I think he believe I believe he addressed that at his press conference and said, yeah, that might be a good idea. And I just wanted to punch him in the face. Yeah. Yeah. The sort of um, general lack of like ability to like appropriately apologize for like public poor behavior is yeah. indicative when it keeps probably, happening too yeah. it's not probably like indicative a, yeah indicative oh, i of had like one or two mistakes and problem. i'm remorseful and i've, and he had the, and I've grown he had the balls it. to say he was punished for it where his punishment was going to make like three million dollars a year at liberty as the head football coach so yeah like yeah. Exactly. oh no i feel bad for the good auburn fans that are out there they do exist yeah. i met one years ago in vegas before kyle or ty jerome allegedly double dribbled um that was that tournament but we shared a couple beers talked talked ball it was great so they do exist i feel bad for those people because they have to deal with this and watching their institution do this so well and like at the end of the day i mean those loaded Ole miss teams like barely were like seven and five so right that's like, the, not the, on top like but hey they beat alabama twice they beat alabama twice so like that's all we're worried about but they fired a guy who beat alabama multiple times and yeah was going nine and three and so whatever. i think we we touched on this briefly and other people have also touched on it but like you're not fighting for the second coming of nick saban you are you're not selling out your morals for freaking bear bryant like this dude in you're not even hiring he, urban meyer yeah. Right. Like someone years, with actual documentable success. In years that he openly cheated, he maxed out at one 10 win season. Yep. So like you're you're not it it just blows my mind that the extent to which people are like and it listen, there there might not be a a donor base in the country as uh problematic and I, I shouldn't claim that. I don't know, Jack about other people's donor bases, but like the Auburn donors are very famously like this no it's a it's a it's a bit of an inmates run the asylum situation right. over and there. so like it it's it's all very 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 <laughs> very very gross and yeah yep. there's hope he does poorly so they get tired of him within a year and a half and buy him do this really all over quick. again yeah. Yeah. yeah they're gonna have like 90 million dollars floating to like football coaches various places but all right liberty is open i don't have any guesses as to where they're going to go next um but couldn't knows. care less correct unlv i think this is a little bit of a surprise marcus arroyo out at unlv they went like four and seven this year which was dramatically better than i think he's got like five or six total wins in three years but um they seem to be looking up this year not really sure what unlv fancies themselves as um, they've already tried to do the like local legendary high school coach route. Um, I think they took, was it Bishop Gorman's the school there in, in, in Las Vegas. That's like where yeah. Pete Martell went and stuff like that. Um, they, I think they, they tried their coach one time that didn't go well. Marcus Arroyo has not, I guess, gone well enough for them. So, um, well, I think curious, I think this one, this one, another one surprised some people on Twitter and maybe this one generated some thoughts that we might be hearing some unscrupulous things later um because it seemed like arroyo had had kind of gotten them to turn a corner a bit but i haven't heard any follow-up on that so mm -hmm. um all right so breaking news pete thamel as of two minutes ago is reporting that liberty is targeting coastal carolina jamie chadwell to Oof. be the next the school's next head coach Mutual interest, the deal's not done. Tadwell's waiting until the Sunbelt Championship game is over to make a decision. So uh, I, 
I don't know that I grade that as a clear step up, but maybe the money is better. It is a significant step down in conference. Yeah, um, but I yeah, guarantee you, the money is massively better. The facilities are obviously much better. Money, facility, and the guy who just had that job got hired to the SEC. So yeah, I wonder if would view this as a way to deep mullet himself, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, there's there's been some, there's been some rumors that Chadwell has been given the he needs to kind of like clean up his sort of redneck coach ball coach image a little bit if he wants to actually wipe like, the Myrtle the Beach profession. off of him. Yeah, and I I don't think that's fair, but I I agree. I have no doubt that it is speaking of donor bases. I have no doubt that it's the case. Sure. Okay. Western Michigan is open. Just throwing that out. Best of luck to you guys. Someone have fun in Kalamazoo. Let's do it. Mac, Mac attack. Wisconsin has made a hire. They have hired Cincinnati's Luke Vickle. This one, I think surprised some people a little bit. Uh, I think it surprised people from the, from the standpoint of like, of didn't think Wisconsin could pull that, right? I mean, I, I, I would Wisconsin could pull yeah. it. I, I, I think I would have thought that if I didn't, if I wasn't really married to the take that Luke Fickle was like only going to leave for Michigan or Ohio State. Yeah. Um, and he still could be targeting those jobs long term or, or Ohio State specifically long term, especially if Ryan Day's a fraud. And what if Ryan Day goes to the Chicago Bears this offseason? Does, uh, I would feel bad does, for Justin Fields. Does Luke Fickle, yeah. uh, why would you feel bad for Justin Fields? Because. He's a fraud. Yeah, he's got a guy who can't win big games. Uh, the best Justin Fields we ever saw had Ryan Day calling the plays, though. I would, I would argue that, well, that's that's an NFL discussion. but <laughs> All right. Well, maybe Lincoln Riley can save him. But um, regardless, Luke Fickle, uh, I, I mean, I think this is a – as splashy of a hire as Wisconsin is probably capable of making, that also seems to very much be on brand for Wisconsin. So, yeah, I mean, and it feels like good, it went for totally them. All, like kind of kind of got swept under by the Auburn stuff, probably. But yes, like, probably true. Um, Stephen Godfrey did not generate the splash that I think they were maybe hoping for. Yeah, I think Stephen Godfrey was saying that I, I think Luke Fickle, legendary Catholic man, eight kid having family oh. guy. Um, I think his uh, not to do this in the like his wife is the boss of the family thing, but I, I think he is a family guy. And I think his like wife's opinion of a move is heavily weighed into sure. um, their decision making. And, you know, they've been pretty lucky, I think, to stay pretty much in and around Ohio their whole career for the most part. I believe he's been at Ohio State um, and then he was been at Cincinnati since then. So um, that's probably pretty good uh so allegedly she signed off on this um i think they're like extremely catholic like kids go to catholic school um that's very important to them i should say i shouldn't say they're extremely catholic they that that is extremely <laughs> that's a good distinction to, to make yes right yeah for sure so um that being said i think that limits like some other jobs that maybe like would make sense at auburn things of that nature so sure. who knows um but yeah luke fickle moving on to wisconsin um i think that could be good that the B1G is moving away from divisions next year. Um, so, I mean, I think Wisconsin fits squarely Penn state realm of like fringe team, team that the if B1G. they like, yeah, that if Maryland, Penn state, Wisconsin, you know, you're, you're, you're typical, um, your second Illinois tier teams. Yep. 
but yeah, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see. Got to get quarterback figured out and, uh, and recruit. I think it's the best hire so far. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. That's probably true. That's not probably saying a whole lot, but I think yeah. that's my I don't know. I'm a big Brent Key guy, so I don't I just you Well, know, you, you guys aren't going to believe to plant your flag I, on I got, Brent I Key got Mountain. look at him in the sawed-off sweatshirt, you know, terrible thing that he was wearing and I was like that's football coach. Uh, all right, so Cincinnati's open. I saw Brian Hartline, uh wide receivers coach at Ohio State uh, is rumored to be interviewing or planning to interview for that job. That would be a big that would be great for Hardline. That would be a big blow to Ohio State's like recruiting abilities. Um, they have been recruiting the wide receiver position at like an insane level, yeah. and it's like widely like Hardline is the guy there. So, um, but everybody wants to grow up in advance. You can't just recruit receivers for forever. Brian, Coach Brian, um, <laughs> but he's the only name I've seen there. Otherwise. Uh, Tulsa is still open. I've seen some Justin Fuente rumors at Tulsa. Mercy sakes. <laughs> uh, Texas State is open. Guess the Jake's Bavitol experience in which he did not recruit any high school players multiple years in a uh, row. I think uh, Texas State got filled. Okay. Oh. Who, we, who we got? Unless Every I, Withers, I, return I, to yeah. greatness. Uh, Texas State is set to hire G.J. Kin. Sounds like a hockey is guy. He, um, he is currently uh, Incarnate Words head coach. Okay. Oh. And he Incarnate Words open now. So that is, yes, that's true. Add them to the list, please. That was his first. Uh, let's see. So he was an offensive coordinator at UCF. He was an offensive coordinator at Hawaii under Todd Graham, which not great. Um, and then yeah, he. Coached. This is his first year of head coaching. Was in Cardin Word um, this season and took them to ten and one, and they are in the playoffs at the moment. Okay. So. All right. Well, let's go Panthers or Cougars or whatever they are. Are they Lions? One second. I'm trying to check. It's some sort of a big cat. Bears. Bobcats. Who? Oh, Texas State. Yeah. Texas State's a Bobcat. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Incarnate Word. Oh, they are words the, probably like a, a pastoral, like the deacons, like the friars or something. Yeah, incarnate word is the red cardinal. I just found that. Oh, oh similar. <laughs> the same thing. All right, Arizona State has hired uh, Oregon offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham. Guys, you know how old Kenny Dillingham is? Thirty-four. It's gonna hurt. No, it's thirty-two. Ugh. Wow, I went over. Which is wild. Um, but good for Kenny. Still he older a, than me. That is he got younger him. than two members of this podcast. He's an Arizona State grad. Uh, he was at Florida State recently. He's been at Oregon. Had some good success this year at Oregon, except for last week. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't – I think we've – actually probably spend too much time talking about like what we like postulating what we think about Arizona state's like position and ranking in in this, in this thing. Um, I'm glad they got an Arizona state guy who's young. Um, He's a Mike Norvell you, guy, right? Uh, yes, he came up yes, he is. Yes, yeah. he is. Um, and uh, he, um, did you guys catch any of his press conference? He was pretty spunky. 
I, I think he, I read he teared up and also announced a $1 million donation to the collective, um, which I'm sure was out of his bank account and not a, a funneling mechanism. Yeah, 100%. And then he also did the thing where, like, I guess they're, they have one of those, like, local high school guys who was their, I guess he was their interim head coach, Sean Aguayo. Um, he was like, ask, someone asked me if Sean Aguayo was going to stay on staff. Ask, someone asked me. Someone asked me. Like, he was doing the thing. And he's like, he is. <laughs> I think was like super jazzed about that. So, anyhow, I guess the players will be excited. Um, hopefully. Oh, Sean Aguayo, like the Joey McGuire of Arizona high school yes. football? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The, All right. Might, time, the, might the be Biff, time to buy some stock. Some the, Biff Pogi, the Biff Pogi of, uh, you know, of, of Del, Mar Del Marva high school football. Sure. Right? Right. Um, Stanford is open. David Shaw has resigned. The, our David Shaw, our long... David Shaw experience is, is finally over. Um, I guess I'm not surprised that it's over. I'm just kind of sad that it is, you know? Yeah, it's just, it's just, just kind of petered out. Yeah, I don't think he, yeah, I don't think he got a proper send off uh, yeah. given the way the last couple of years went. Yeah. Yeah. Things he's been the coach since Harbaugh left, right? Yeah. 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 So probably, probably no spring chicken there. Um, Jordan, do you want to suggest anybody who may be uh, a good fit? For yeah, a good fit institution that has a tough time recruiting. Institution, uh, academic requirements. Bronco Mendenhall makes a lot of sense. Uh, it almost makes too much sense. I don't know how he would would. Well, I I should I shouldn't say that. I don't know much about Stanford as a place or a community. Um, but I think you know Brennan Armstrong just hit the portal. Um, maybe they get the band back together with uh, Robert and I playing drums for for one last go round uh, out in Palo Alto. So um, the most unnecessary ragtag group of dudes who like at best could go eight and four. Like just I love it. But they they'd have some fun doing it. So they really would, and they'd be loyal to each other, and that's great. Yeah. All right. Uh, I saw a little bit of uh, Notre Dame smoke attached to Brandon Armstrong's name as well. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, he's from the Ohio area. He committed to Minnesota originally, so maybe, oh, okay. maybe he, he wants gives to, maybe PJ he wants to run the boat. Call. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right, so Stanford, um, interesting one. Just real like buzz around that program is pretty much on off. I don't know if they go for like really excitable fundraisery type coach or if they just want to get a schemer in there to try to deal with recruiting disadvantages, but should be interesting. Agreed. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. FAU. Sweet, sweet Willie Taggart is out at FAU, and they have made a hire. One Tom Herman to he's the rescue. Back in our lives. He's he's so back. Um, he is the next guy who gets to take a ride on the FAU uh, coach rehab train. Um, that's done okay so far. Uh, but you know, poor poor Willie. Not for Not Willie. Sure it didn't. Not for Willie, but. Uh, also, I saw FAU's official football Twitter account wished uh, Willie Taggart's son a happy birthday, like literally the day after they fired his dad. Um, like the, it was like the public, like happy birthday to like you know uh, Willie Taggart Jr. or whatever his name is. Like you know, it's, I want to say Sam Taggart, but that's not. Does name. does the son play on the team or he's just? Yeah, no, he's on the team. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you wish your players a happy birthday. Awkward timing, but understandable. Yeah. Awkward timing. It would be it's weird if he was just like a middle schooler and they're like, happy birthday, kid. <laughs> well, you, that would be weird. Tweet 16 right. for yeah. young Willie. 
Follow him on Instagram. <laughs> At Slick Willie. Um, kind of just interested to see what Tom Herman brings uh, to the fold. He's got some. He's got some lane in him, I think. Uh, also, great strip club scene down here in South Florida, so he'll be right at home. I, I'm glad he. Glad he really. Uh, when he recruited that area a lot for Ohio yes. State. Yeah, he was the the go to Florida guy. Um, anyhow, all right. Nebraska has made a hire. It's Matt Rule. Ladies and gentlemen, he's back. He's looking super bedraggled on television, getting interviewed on college game day. Uh, the college game day, like actually doing like real FaceTimes with coaches is kind of charming in a way, but also these dudes look so bad. Like it is a terrible angle always. Hair, sound quality, everything is is awful. Um, but hey, I'm glad they're doing it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I kind of texted this out in, in the group chat. I'm so uninspired by this hire. Um, yeah, you're pretty out, like, in general on, on the Matt Rule experience. Are you, like, a non-believer? Yeah, I just, like, nothing about nothing about the Temple or Baylor teams he coached made me go, like, wow, that, that could, like, continue to blossom and grow into something great. It was like, okay, you can win eight games, and, like, your, your team will play hard, but... I don't know if like maybe that's what Nebraska wants after after seeing their favorite son uh maybe. smolder out like he did. I don't know. Um I also don't know why you would but again, coaches are sickos. He has so much buyout money from from the Panthers and the money. Yeah, you yeah, I'm with you. You can but you can't question that. These guys are psychopaths. So yeah, like so. they 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 can't they can't quit it. The guy's willingly moving to Lincoln, Nebraska to freaking coach yeah, the and the and from the NFL back to college to head coach in this in like new era is a less than a move. year. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. So that's, that's anyhow, that's my thoughts. I am very nonplussed. Yeah, I mean, I I think the move makes sense if they weren't going to be able to pull like a Lance or someone like that over, um, and they were not able to do that. So uh, I don't really know who else is flashy enough. I think Nebraska swings a pretty big stick, like from an NIL collective standpoint i think they have a fairly like well-organized and, and well-funded operation going there so i think that there may be some i don't know some recruiting advantages or something you capitalize on but i don't know rule hasn't been a coach since this since this has really been like a thing and i don't know that he was ever like recruiting was ever his like calling card either so yeah so we'll see yeah we will see the offense you know i don't I don't recall that his Temple teams being like high flying or his Baylor teams, but you know, improvements were made. I think he is a, a program builder kind of guy, and maybe it requires some tough learning and hiring the right people to call plays or something like that. Yeah. All right, we talked about Charlotte. Biff Puggy is is your head football coach at Charlotte. Um, USF is still open. Uh, allegedly, Coach Dion, Coach Prime has been lurking on the grounds and um one of his big hang-ups is how involved he wants to be in the construction of the new on-campus stadium there whatever that means um <laughs> he wants then... to be labeled general contractor <laughs> yes he wants to be he wants to have the white hat on um, producer credit for for this and colorado also still open and connected to coach prime as well um i think that job Cincinnati and USF have all had a little bit of Coach Prime smoke. Um, 
and he will allegedly be choosing amongst those. Uh, he's handling this very weird, um, unsurprising. It's a little too public and kind of weird for my liking, um, especially given that does, does his team still have a game to play? Are they playing in the Celebration Bowl? Is that a thing? I'd imagine. Then they win a bunch. I think are they like good? I think they're really good. So. Yeah, wasn't super locked into Jackson State this year. I apologize, but um, you know, I know that they have some some ball players. But we had some funny Twitter video of a reporter asking uh, if he could hitch a ride with Coach Prime to Colorado over the weekend, um, and and Prime thought that was hilarious. So there was there was some good some good back slapping going on in that video. But uh, but yeah, that's all we got <coughs> on the coaching front. Unless you guys got any breaking news you want to uh, get into. None, none that's been broken to my knowledge. Yep, gotcha. Um, the the Liberty coaching situation, Jamie Chadwell's. The more I think about that, the more that's kind of befuddling. But yeah, we'll see. Okay, cool. We did it. Oh, real quick, um, for the true sickos that stick around to the end, um. We've we've talked about picks or across the course of the year. I have mentioned some uh, regular season win total futures that I placed at the beginning of the season. So just want to update uh, the fans on how those went. Um, so I had Notre Dame under eight and a half cashed, Nebraska under seven and a half cashed, Cal under five and a half cashed, uh, Florida State under six and a half was my only loss. So wow, we will we will. Th- continue stocking the vegetable crispers with uh kirkland italian sparkling waters for the foreseeable future on the strength of those hater picks so smart out to me we are very proud of me for sure um jason you got anything else man anything on your heart yeah man i'm just i'm i'm glad to see you guys again i missed you guys Good to be back yes. in the swing of things, right? Right in time for the season to end. Yeah, absolutely. I'll also um, just super randomly encourage everybody to watch Andor, the new Star Wars TV show. I have heard that's a good watch. It's so good. Is it cartoons? It is not cartoons. I'll have to get back on my my streaming game. Yeah. Just a just a genuinely outstanding show. I've just been sniping at the board too much. You've been doing too streaming too many overs and unders brother streaming too many live lines i tell you what <laughs> okay well thanks for joining us it's the wheel route podcast you know where to find us on the internet thewheelroute.com instagram at wheel route podcast send us emails wheel route podcast at gmail.com and you can get the show from your favorite podcast acquisition service until we meet again which cannot come soon enough we love you go gators go who's go dukes 